I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And today, in this episode, we're, we're just going back to our roots a little bit, talking about social media and uh, what do you pay for social media, Mark? String. Yes, you pay string for social media. Well, how long is a piece of string, Chris? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And the reason that we're doing this one is because we got uh, an email um, from Andrew, who uh, in the previous episode we read this out, but I'll I'll read it out again. We just didn't have time. Like, we got more to delve into. So um, he asks... I've been outsourcing my social media for about two months. I'm paying $150 a week, but I don't know if it's really working for me. Other companies seem to charge more. Is it worth going elsewhere? How much should I be paying for my social media management? So how long is a piece of string, Andrew? And it, yeah, it depends on it depends on what you consider social media management. Well, like that's it. What, what tasks are they undertaking? Okay. Yeah. So recap what my answer was last week was... Um, if you break it down to a you know a dollar per hour basis, hundred and fifty dollars. Let's say you're paying this person bottom dollar, eighty bucks an hour. Yeah. That's less than two hours. What are you doing in two hours? Yeah, he's cutting and pasting. Is this person just doing a Google image search and finding some photos that kind of match up with your business? If it's an agency, that could be one hour a week. One hour a week of doing what? Yeah. Opening up all the apps and having a look at the dashboard, that's 30 minutes gone. The other thing is that it could be an offshore outsourcer from one of those uh, websites like, what are those ones? Uh, Yeah, Fiverr, Airtasker, you name it, they're out there. But do you really want a non-native speaker who is 13,000 kilometers away putting out social content? Well, I don't think it's even. I don't you? think it's even just a non-native speaker. It's like it's like. Non-context. Do they know your business? Do they understand who they're talking That's to? Right. Um, you know, like anyone can put something on Fiverr, and uh, and most of the time, like views and stuff like that, they're all just click farm anyway. Exactly. So don't waste your money with uh, get more views on Fiverr or whatever. No, you want less views but more engaged views. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, more views are always good, but yeah. more engaged context, views is yeah. the is, is, is the, the key, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I mean, in in, in 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 this is the beautiful thing about social media, and the most and the ugly thing about social media, the painful thing about social media. To get it right, you need to have the right voice, the context. Because people are, when people watch a television ad, a TV ad, they're okay if you have an American accent because in Ameri- you know, it's a global product. They, they're okay. They'll yeah. just discount it. They right? used to do that a lot. They, yeah. are, are they doing it as much anymore? No, no. not as much because... they used to, What they used to do was, uh, what I'm talking about is yeah. overdubbing an Australian accent on an American like an ad. ad. Yeah. And, and we probably, oh, we'll, we'll accept that, you know, overseas I always found show. it weird. Oh, same, same, right? Yeah. But we, 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 we discount it because it's a global thing. We get it, right? Yeah. But social media has changed that that interaction with the business. Yeah, we're, we're a lot more used to hearing American voices or whatever, different, different accents. Yeah. We're yeah. just a lot more used to we're hearing We're used to it. that, right? But if someone on my social media feed for a local business was using Americanisms 
and making references to American. Uh, oh yeah, that'd be weird. Cultural that'd be references. just as weird as overdubbing the yeah. with an Australian accent. That's right. Yeah, you know, and so you know, if you're the, if you're the local coffee shop. And you know, some guy is talking about Starbucks coffees, or, or something else, or something else, or making, you know, sh- uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, you know, uh, I don't know, some yeah, whatever context What's out of a context. Sugar Ray Robinson, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a donut. Oh, okay, yep. Go on, please go on. You know, that never made that, that. You know, that never made it here. Actually, I just made that up. Oh, is it? Yeah, but can you see what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's no context. Yeah, yeah. I'll have know? six. I'll have a six pack of so sugar, sugar Ray, Ray Robinsons, Robinsons, please. You know, <laughs> with glaze, mate. Um. <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You, if you're if you're doing social media, you want to have local context, and the only way to get local context is to get a local author. Yeah. Simple, right? Simple as that. Well, a local author is you're not going to pay them. No, you're going to pay more 20 for bucks, that. Yeah, 15 bucks an hour to get your stuff done. Yeah. And yeah. I guess the question also is, you know, how much are they trying to understand about your business before they engage in your social media activities as well? Oh, well, well that's not important, Chris. I'll just get a bunch of students to put up some photos on my Facebook feed. How hard is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, these, kid, these kids are, are all over the social anyway. Yeah, but do they understand from a marketing perspective why you're doing what sort of posts and all of that sort of thing? Huh? Is that right? Do I need to market? I don't, I don't, don't, ma- I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't market, mate. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> so Mark and I sort of uh, went through this whole thing and we've... How many categories did we put it in? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, we've got a few I've things. I've got five. We've got a few things to get around, get through. We've got content. Yep. Um, strategy. Yep. Channel slash platform. Yes. PR. Yep. Advertising. Yes. Influencer. Yep. Audience slash yeah. keyword research. Yeah. So, and they all kind of link together. That's why, like... Some of them, yeah. Let's start from the top. Where do we start with? Well, Chris, can I suggest we start with the audience? Let's work out who we're talking to. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, who so, are we talking to? Well, the first thing you got to understand is your customer and understand what they're searching for, isn't it? What they want to yeah. hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The type of content they're likely to consume mm. in order to be engaged. That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, we see this time and time again. People put out social content that's more informative. Yeah. Nobody shares informative content, do they? No. Uh, well, depending on what it is, it's yeah. got to be really interesting. Well, we had this lustrous Tor Ale, yeah. Dr. Dr. Aleti. Remember, he's his uh, in a previous episode. I'll put it in the show notes, or you guys can go look for it. Um, his research put out that, you know, if you wrap it in a story, it gets retweeted. Yeah, exactly. Like in his Twitter, uh, uh, his Twitter um, research paper. So you want to have content that's shareable to the audience, right? Yeah. So you've got to figure out who that audience is in order to be able to know what to make for them. Mm. So once you understand your audience, Mm. um, I think keyword research would be really critical. I think this is something that you do for your YouTube channels. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I guess depending on on which which channels you're using. So mm. like with YouTube, you you use something like TubeBuddy, which I've mentioned multiple times on yep. this podcast. Yep. Um, and even just even just search suggestions, if you wanted to do a quick nasty version of it, just yep. do search suggestions that don't have any data 
with how competitive those keywords are, but yeah, right. you'd get an idea of their popularity at least. Yeah. So there's heaps of tools out there for um, different channels, isn't it? Yeah. And then, you know, there's, ha- uh, what's it called? Hashtag, all hashtag yep. for, you know, Instagram and Facebook and yep. stuff like that. Yep. And if you're And if you're putting content on your website, you know, you've got to do your Google keyword research yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. You know? So depending on what platform you're on, you know, there's many different approaches. Yeah, And I think sure. different platforms. So I guess once you work out where who your audience is, you work out which channel they're on. Yeah. You know? So like, which are they using Facebook? Are they using Instagram or LinkedIn? Or Twitter. Or Twitter. I don't use LinkedIn myself. Yeah. And I, I probably should because I do B2B stuff. Mm, but mm. I just, I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's, I just, it's so boring, LinkedIn. <laughs> it's a different world. Oh. Yeah. But the rule of thumb here is if you've got, if you're a B2B business, then LinkedIn's going to be really critical because it yeah. helps you get in touch with your customers. Um, if you're a B2C business, well, then Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter yeah. to a certain degree is useful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Once you work out what platforms you'll be using, that would inform your content because each platform has certain strengths and certain weaknesses, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. So like uh, YouTube, you're going to do longer form videos um, and, you know, you want them to be either entertaining, informative. You like the the content's got to have some sort of value to the end person. Yeah. Yeah. And then Facebook, you probably want shorter stuff, but also things that can be watched without sound. Yeah. Uh, and also so, shareable. So you want your Facebook content to be more shareable. Yeah, and more, you want people tagging and liking it. Yeah, and commenting. Here's a it? little, I'm, I'm sure I've given this gold nugget before, um, but when you've got a video or a post or something and it's getting a bunch of likes and shares and stuff like that, mm-hmm. always, always, always follow it up with, by clicking on the, like, see who liked it, which oh, will yeah. give you a pop-up. Yep. And then if they don't, like your page they already you can page, click yeah. to invite them yeah and the percentage of people that will turn around and accept your invitation when they've watched that within a few hours yeah if especially if you're getting a video that's getting a lot of views yeah at like per hour mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just stay on it every hour go yeah. back there and invite everyone on that list just yeah. every hour i've seen one of the comedians that i've been working with uh he had a video go start to go viral, mm-hmm. one of the ones that we posted. Yep. And I said to him, are you following him up? He's like, yes, I am. I've been getting about 200 new likes a day. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And it's because of that follow-up. So for those of you who've been liking our Destroy Digital post, that's what we've been doing too. <laughs> <laughs> then what, what's next? Um, After Where were we? We were on platforms. So maybe we like for Twitter. Yeah. No, the ins and outs of Twitter. Ah, uh, look, okay. I, we've got an episode on that, don't we? Yeah, Dr. we do. Torrelli. Yeah, we do. That's right. So go listen to that one. But Twitter's just more personal. It's quick fire content, mm. not good for long form. But uh, good for, like, it's got to have a narrative. Narrative that goes behind yeah. it. Yeah. And then let's, but Instagram, well, Instagram's mostly an image visual based yeah. uh, uh, platform, isn't it? That's, yeah. One of the things that we do uh, that I do a lot for, well, a few of my clients uh, is we'll create some video content for Facebook and then cut that down and to under a minute for, uh, for Instagram. For Instagram. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that works really well because they both share the same format. Like they've got, they've both got the same requirements except for one. Mm. So the best requirements, the main requirements for uh, a Facebook video 
is make it square so that people are looking at it on their phone. Yeah. Um, yep. Also, they're probably watching it with the sound off mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they auto play and stuff like that. So yep. you want subtitles and things. Yep. Um, a, a standard thing that I like to do is put like one of those banner, like a meme type thing and at the top, the top that's yep. really uh, eye catching and tries to engage mm-hmm. uh, people's mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. Once you've got that format down for Facebook and you've mm. got, say, a four-minute video, if you can cut out one minute or less of that yep. and just post that then onto Instagram, then, you know, you can also put things, little calls to action, full video on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, but then the same thing goes with YouTube. You might take a snippet, put... That on put Insta. that on Facebook, Facebook and Insta, Insta. and yep. full video on our YouTube channel yep. and get people over that way. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, especially with video content and every platform sort of like trying, scrambling to be the king of video mm. um, in this 4G world, which will soon be, be 5G, 5G, which who knows what that's going to bring to the to the forefront. Yep. Anyway, uh, with everyone scrambling for that video content um, priority, You've now got to do, there's like a level of admin whenever you make a video. If you make a YouTube video, yeah, it's just it just becomes part of the administration process of a video. Yep. Here's the YouTube version. Here's the Facebook. From yep. the Facebook, here's the, the Instagram. Thing. It just gets smaller and smaller. Small. Yeah. So that's already, you know, your $150 a week uh, used up in just opening all the apps to <laughs> cut yeah, the video. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so how long is that piece of string? It's getting pretty long at this point. Yeah. So we've been talking about content, right? It's because different channels or different platforms require content to be done in a different way. Um, but I'd like to talk about what kind of content, you know, the actual program itself, the scripting, the storyboarding, you know, things like that. Um, you can do some really easy, you know, I, I call them guerrilla style, cheap and nasty. Yeah. But they're not nasty. They're like just what? more, um, like, you know, you, you take make content sometimes with your phone. Oh, for sure. You know, um, and a tweet is content. Yeah, you know, a well-worded tweet, tweet is good uh, content. content, right? But um, you know, but even just a phone with your with the camera on yourself. Yep. You know, if you've got something important to say and say it, it could go very far. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to have you know Ben Hur production values, do you? Oh, Chris? for sure. Like if you look at if you look at someone, um, give you some a homework assignment if you haven't already. Look up Gary V. And uh, he's he's got a YouTube channel. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's he's on everything. And he's a really good example. I couldn't imagine anyone else being able to do it to his level. He's actually got to the point where he's he's got people that just follow him around with a camera all day because he never knows when yep. he's going to pop out a gold nugget. Yeah. Um. So they can capture it and post it. <laughs> I'm sure, there's a website. A <laughs> I'm sure there's a website for that sort of thing as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think it comes down to just training yourself. This is one of the things that I'm actually trying to train myself to do better. Mm-hmm. And that is to jump on Twitter more. Yep. Tweet things. Okay. Um, use Instagram more. Yep. I posted one this morning. Um, hmm. My dog chasing my drone. Yep. I saw that. But like just trying to get a bit more on top of all of the channels and mm. just make it part of my habitual day-to-day, oh, I need to do mm. an Instagram post. Yep. And I think it takes a while to get into that habit. Yeah. 
but a lot of it you can do yourself. Okay, so as a business owner here, this is this is what we're trying to say. You have some hero content that you maybe put a bit of budget behind and send it out. For sure, definitely. But, but then what what Chris is talking about is you engaging with your customer directly. Yeah. You know, um, and that's how you get. That's how you do good social media. Yeah. Um, because you're it's a local. It's not just localized content. It's personal content. Yeah. And that's what people you know, and and, and that's how you have different levels in your social media strategy, your content strategy. Um, what else about content that we want to touch on? Well, I just thought of, um, like, from my perspective, one of the things that I might post is, oh, I just thought of an idea that could be a good tip for people. Mm -hmm. That's the type of thing that I want to be sort of posting out that you can just do yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on with this piece of string. Yep. Um, How far down the string are we? How many more things have we got? uh, We've got PR. Yep. um, Advertising. Yep. And then we're going to touch just on influencers. Okay, and then we're going to wrap this up in terms of the budgeting for all this stuff. Okay, cool. That sounds good. Well, let's uh, PR. What does PR mean to you, Chris? Well, to me, in this context, in this context, it is all of the actual engaging and social interacting. It's the social part of social media. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Yeah, Uh, like like answering comments and answering comments. If I. I genuinely believe if you're a small enough social media page where you're only getting a few comments, always respond to them. Yeah. Always respond. Even if it's just, thank you. Mm, mm. It takes no effort. You get a notification on your phone already. Yeah. You already get that. You've already looked at their comment. Yeah. How hard is it to just just take two seconds to go, thanks for that. Okay. I've got a bit of an insight on this one. Some people go into business, right, because they don't want to work for someone else, but they don't really like their customers. I've come across business owners who hate their customers. Well, then they shouldn't be in business. Thank you. That's that, all there is to it. I mean, when I, when, as a business owner or as a, as, a, as a consultant to other businesses, social media, the fact that your customers are talking to you directly. That's brilliant. It is exactly. That is like magic. Yeah. How could you resent that? Yeah. Well, and if you are resenting that, you, 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 I think there is a. We've got some bigger issues at to, yeah. at play. I think though there is, there does come to a point where uh, your social media presence is big enough that you can't respond to every single comment. Mm. But you should. You doesn't mean you should stop responding to all comments. That's it. Respond to as many as you can and have time for. Otherwise. It defeats the purpose well, it, of the it, social media. Yeah. Well, it depends on on your on your values as well, or where you are in your in your mix. You know, I know of certain businesses or business owners who've got to a point where the operations and everything else they don't need to handle anymore. Oh yeah, for sure. So, like they have the, a marketing team or uh, whoever yeah. it is, and but it's still got to be a task. No, that no. They engage. What, in. what I'm saying is that what I'm trying to get at is operationally. So the the, the delivery of the service and everything, someone else taking over. And all they do is answer the comments. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's why they got into business, to to interact with my customers. That's where I'd like to be, to, yeah. be, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, where else? Uh, anyway, so let's, yeah. not, let's not go on another rant. Gary V is another example of that. That's yeah. basically what he does. He exactly. just makes content, interacts with his customers and stuff, and then he's got teams of people. To, to execute and deliver, yeah. right? Okay, let's talk about advertising, Chris. Oh, fun. The joys of advertising. Although I do have, and this actually ties, I have a little story of something that happened with a client of mine recently. Okay, yeah. Um, and this ties back to what I was talking about where his his video was going viral. Yep. 
Uh, it was getting a lot of views per hour. And I said to him, okay, well, this is on Facebook. You're already advertising. Stop all of your advertising on these other things that you're doing and now set up an ad that targets people who have viewed that mm, video. Yes. And because he's, he's trying to tell, he's selling tickets in Sydney. I can't say who it is. Yeah. Selling tickets to a show in Sydney. I said, okay, stop all of your other advertising. Only advertise and target Sydney people who have uh, watched that video. Yep. And it's all ticket. Immediately. Yeah. Like Boom. the just the reaction time. Yep. Yep. And that's mm. and that's part of your strategy, isn't it? Your ad, so advertising is part of your complete social media strategy. And I just think that someone that's paying one hundred and fifty dollars an hour isn't going to get no, a that week. kind of one hundred and fifty dollars oh, a week. Yeah, sorry, one hundred and fifty dollars a week is going to be doing that type of monitoring and consulting no. and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. They're probably just posting oh, a couple of things. Some out, of the horror stories I hear from fellow uh, digital marketers is like one somebody I know. Yeah. Um, when she put a proposal in, the client just called back and says, you are nuts. I'm not willing to spend more than $30 a week on social media. What? $30 a week? I know. And just and my, my, you know, my associate was like going, um, what, what do you think this was going to cost? Yeah. And how did $50 a week get out of the question? Like why uh, 30? Uh, uh, yeah. That's, that's a it's very like, weird. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, you know what? Let's move Let's on. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen. Back to advertising. Because um, Facebook, when we talk about advertising, Facebook, Instagram, you want to put money there. Mm. That's just that's just the way the world is. But yeah. um, there are other things like LinkedIn, like we talked about. Yeah. And paying someone else to manage your Facebook ads, just that. Yeah. That's probably a worthwhile thing to do. Yes. Because there's some technical ins and outs and all of that sort of stuff. You're not be you like you've got a business to run. You don't want to learn how to remarket and retarget and the Facebook pixel and set it up on your site. Oh, or choosing how much to bid and you're gonna yeah. you're gonna probably unless you're really interested in it yeah. or you've got enough time yeah. to learn it all. But to learn the acronyms like CTR, CPM, CPC. But not even that. Just learning how to target those things yeah. and and. Uh, for a lot of people, finding the Facebook ads manager because <laughs> for the most part, it's just click to boost the post and yep. it gives you about yep. half the options of what you could be doing. Oh, look, look, as a practitioner, I did my head in when they, when they, when Google updated um, their dashboard at the end and, you know, changed their keyword research tool. Thing, oh, really? Thing. And I, I like, haven't been in the Google oh, ads manager like, for ages. Yeah. So it, I, it took me a while to get back, you know. Yeah. Okay. You know, so you do need someone on top of those things. And that's, I think that's a valuable thing. Look, if you were just paying $150 a week for plus the cost of ad spend, mm. that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. That's if, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. But again, it depends. All right. So let's just touch on influencers a bit because we okay. can talk ad nauseum about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Social media influencers, what are they worth to you? Well, they're not worth anything to you if you can't work out what they're bringing to your business. Oh, for sure. And I think, and that's part of the strategy, who's their audience. That's right. Um, and are their audience the same as your audience potentially? Yep. Could they be? In the in the last episode, I think it was the last, one of the, one of the ones um, about Kakadu, 
uh, talked about, um, you know, targeting photography yes. channels yep. rather than travel channels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're probably more likely to actually, like, it's a bit of a different audience, but yep. they're actually the ones traveling. That's right. That's so, right. Um, yeah. so and they'll make it look good. So finding that audience matchup. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but influencers are going to are very powerful uh, influence in social media. It is a social interaction. And, yeah. and word of mouth and user-generated content is worth more than brand-generated content. Yeah. How you work out how you're going to pay your influencers, now that's entirely up to you, right? You need it, it, um, Because you need to be able to have trust that these guys haven't got fake followers, that they're actually aligned with your brand and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But I won't go into that in this episode because it's, an, it's a massive, massive thing to, to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So how long is that piece of string? Andrew, I'm sorry to tell you, but the, you get more the more you pay. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. And it's like a lot of things like with websites or, you know, videographers and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of the time you genuinely get what you pay for. It, if you pay cheap money, then you're going to get cheap, cheap garbage. Yeah, um, and, and it comes down to your business model. It comes down to your revenue model. Yeah. So if you're selling, I always use the Mercedes thing. If you're selling Mercedes's, you know. Mercedes's? Mercedes's. Um, then you're, you're, you're going to pay a little bit more. And also with with that whole thing, you can pay for bits and pieces of it as well. Like whatever works for you, what you can do, you got to decide what you can do for yourself and what someone else can do if you pay them to do it is maybe more valuable. Um, so I guess just figuring that out. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we're going to have a bit of a flashback and yeah. we're going to talk about um, someone that we, from a previous episode. I'm trying to make flashback music. <laughs> Is that working? Um, well, I'm waiting for the waterfall effect when everything goes blur. Oh, okay. Well, we actually looked. Uh, we looked back over the Clove Tree Hill uh, episode. That's and right. And we've also spoken to Eileen from Clove Tree Hill. Yes, we did. It was it was nice to speak to a listener in person. Yeah, that's right. And she's not just a listener now. She is. Uh, a, she's been championing our content. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a text from her. Ah, oh, what a legend. So this is the text from Eileen. We've had a terrific response to the change in our social media content. Bookings are up, and even though people don't always actively like and engage, we are getting great direct feedback. I'd like to point out, bookings are up. Yeah, that's always good. That's that's, that's what it's all about. Sign. Yeah. And so we, on the conversation with her earlier on the phone, mm-hmm. um, she just basically said she hasn't changed anything except the type of content that she's been putting on. Yeah. Uh, when I when I spoke to her, we spoke to her one after the other, yeah. and um, she was saying that she's sort of changed the way she looks at what social media content is and how it needs to be presented. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest things is if you create something that's actually giving someone value, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. what we set out to do this podcast. Yeah. That's the sort of motivation that we had behind this because. Yeah. I mean, we can all make content for the sake of making content because you have to make content and put it out on social media, yeah, but we don't know what we're doing. Might as well make it helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Make it useful yeah. to someone because yeah. it means more than exactly. it's meaningful. Yeah. So another thing that Eileen uh, said to me was that, um, so she's got a travel influencer mm-hmm. um, staying with them at the moment and, you know, they're going to they're gonna barter um, um, accommodation. Yeah. And, and, and in exchange for content. 
you know, which is amazingly cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? because for sure. So that's that's how you get that piece of string of yours uh, a longer and cheaper, yeah. right? Uh, you 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 leverage what you already have, your assets, right? Uh, and of course, the fact that you know she's got a, that Clove Tree Hill is a wonderful location, which means you have great opportunity for great content. Um, so she's just opening up those doors. Another thing that um, that you could potentially do as well is you start giving your moving some of your overhead costs or or your marketing costs or your onto your influencers. Yeah, a really good example is this: if you are using a third party booking system and you're paying eighteen percent per booking. Well, why don't you offer that same eighteen percent to your influencers? Mm. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, your bottom line is the same. Your net is the same. Yeah, if if you've got a booking platform on your website that doesn't charge you eighteen yeah. percent, well, you may as well get someone out there who's willing to, you know, promote you Prom- for eighteen percent right. of the thing. Yeah. And the same goes with like you know other things like we talked about this with uh, the Comics Lounge having the coupon code. Yes. Um, and uh, that brings us to our sponsor for the episode, Clove Tree Hill. If you sign up with the coupon code <laughs> Destroy Digital, <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> I'm overstepping. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's no, not sponsored. Well, yeah, yeah, it won't be. But um, Eileen's actually <laughs> listening. To, we'll be listening to this episode. And if you get any ideas, just 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 drop us a. You you know, you've got our phone numbers. You can just call us. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support the podcast, we would love a review on iTunes or... Vote for us. Oh, that's it? No, well, okay, well, Australian Podcast Awards, we're, <laughs> we're in there. We've been talking about this for weeks. And if you don't, have you, if you haven't heard of it, we're going to put a link. Yeah. We're going to put links as in as many places as we can fit them. So right. uh, links galore. Please vote for us for the Australian Podcast Awards 2019. Uh, and you can visit our website if you have any inclination to get some free advice from a couple of people who are, again, sitting in a very boiling studio. Yeah. Uh, then feel free to go to www.destroydigital.com.au and fill out some of the forms there that we've got. And, that's well, right. well, that's There's one just form. one form, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just, just like fill how, that one form that's out. That's right. You know, Andrew, I'm glad you filled out that form. I hope this was useful for you. Yeah. Thanks to Andrew for writing in. Uh, if you have any questions, anything that you want answered, any advice, uh, jump on the website and get in touch. And go destroy something today. 